another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. This is the final score, episode 166 for Wednesday, July 30th, 2014. Yeah. Everybody, welcome back to the final score. This is the video game podcast for the rest of us. My name is Scott Johnson, joined tonight by Brian Dunaway. Hey, Scott, how are you? Good. Your video went to uh, XSplit Broadcaster. <laughs> Sweet. It looks real good. So professional. Hold on for that. All that dancing for nothing then? Yeah. Didn't see any of it. Son of Bob. I just see Son the logo of, of that XSplit deal. Nice, nice job on that. Yeah. Looks good. How about now? Uh, how about now now, now I see your face. Yeah, there you go. See, we made up for it. Uh, YouTube people are the only ones who know, and the live people. It's good to have the live people here. Also with us, Nicole. Hell no, Nicole. Hell no, Nicole. We won't go. It's good to have you on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. As Matea would say, how are you? I'm a little tired. Yeah. He called me, how are you, Got? I like that he calls me Got. Got. Got is a great name. If I had an alien like superhero name, it'd be Got. G-O-T-T. And I would roam the galaxy and destroy and pillage <laughs> nations and worlds. I would be the eater of worlds. That's right. What did you say? Farts. Like, is your superpower farts? Yeah, farts, big farts, big in, intergalactic, interstellar farting. That's what I would do. Galactic man. Look, I had some beans last night. I'm not proud of it. Okay. Things happen. <laughs> you are proud of it. Stuff Don't happens lie. to me when I eat beans. All right. It's time for a damn show. Let's get to what we've been playing. Hey! What are you playing? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I've been playing. What uh, a good plan, Scott. Bunch more of the Marvel Heroes 2015. I heard that game's okay. You know, it's uh, really grown on me hard. Like, surprised mm. how much it has. Because, you know, we talked about it last week, and I don't want to reiterate all that again, but um, it's just so it's gotten really good. And I got, so I did this, uh, this deal around the end of San Diego Comic-Con and we haven't had a show since then. So I haven't been able to tell anybody this, but they had a code that they gave out for both con goers and people at home that if they went and used it on their account, they would get a random free hero of some sort. Right. 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 So instead of having a name, a name name brand hero or one of those knockoff heroes no it could be anybody i have a friend who got iron man i have a friend who got uh, squirrel girl squirrel girl yeah so you you had a real range of possibilities there and i ended up with miss marvel now (laughs) i am now that's nice i'm not a giant fan of miss marvel in terms of the comics and and, and part of that is because i just straight up haven't read a lot so i can't really say i love stories i'm back yeah. I, I just don't remember. And I know they're on like a different iteration of her now. There's always a new Miss Marvel all the time. Uh, but that's who I got. And at first I was like, oh, all right, that's fine. I usually don't play female avatars for where, whatever my dumb reasons are. But I'll, you know, I'll give this one a shot. She's awesome. Holy crap, right. she's good. So now I'm leveling totally her up. Awesome. I got the, I got her. I got the Punisher. I got the Thing. Um, the thing. What's the what's the thing? You know. Oh, the, you mean you mean the character, the Rocky one? Yeah, front, yes, the Rocky one, Brian. <laughs> the big orange dude from the Fantastic Four, and it's great. Yeah, they're great. The, guy, the is it is it the voice by the guy who played in the Shield? No, no, not no. Uh, uh, Vic Vic from the Shield. Yeah. Uh, what's his real name? I can't right. think of his name. Right. Uh, that guy, no, uh, I don't know who it is. No, nobody's played by their real like movie or TV counterparts. They're all just fake names and voices. 
Uh, but the, uh, the, yeah, the game is really satisfying and fun and she's got great powers and I'm totally digging her right now. So, so is, is there like her. a miss, is there like a miss dark horse or miss DC or anything like that? And their alternate worlds of, uh, of their other comic publishers. Yeah, because always there's, miss, of, I mean, miss Marvel, miss Marvel's basically captain Marvel's, uh, right, right. What do you call it? Girl, uh, girlfriend, sister, no, cousin. just kind of girl version of captain Marvel. That was how it started. Right, right, right. Uh, there's also, so you see this all the time. Supergirl is obviously, uh, I think she, what, she's Superman's cousin, right? Something yeah. like that. She is. Yeah. She-Hulk isn't related to uh, Bruce Banner, but there's, uh, she got hit. With some, I can't remember her deal, her origin story, but she, she turns on. She all was going to, wasn't she going to die unless they, unless Bruce Banner filled her full of the blood? I know this because I talked to someone. In that might be it. Yeah, that might be it. But either way, she's not the kind, she's not the Hulk in the sense that she gets all mad and green and then uh, no. can't speak or, you know, is it just a giant animal? She She's <laughs> like this all the time. She's permanently green, permanently strong and awesome, and can speak totally great. She's like a lawyer, and she's like she's normal. Like she's not like the – she doesn't get all animalistic like the Hulk does. So there's this mm-hmm. is, there's a long history of this kind of thing in comics. We can go so many Unless it's habeas corpus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, the fan fiction alone would be – I'm sure that stuff exists too, which is, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to go look. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you uh, know. Marvel Heroes 2015. Still good. Still, still kicking. Bar, 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 bar. Enjoying bar, bar, bar. it. All right. I need some help here on this next thing. I can't quite pull the trigger on one of my favorite games of 2013, Rogue Legacy. I had it on yeah, Steam. Uh, got on Steam already. Came out on uh, Vita and PS4 this week, yesterday. Right. 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 Uh, Tuesday, release day. And it's you know fifteen bucks whatever fourteen ninety nine. Wow, that's expensive for a Vita, really. isn't it? Oh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's a well, it's a it's a cross play game. You know that's normal. Fifteen's normal for an indie game. That's pretty yeah. much what they right, do. Right. Um, I can't quite pull my pull the trigger on it, and I thought I was going to be Mister Go and Get It the first thing it happened, and I think it's because I'd have to start over in that thing. Yeah. And do I want to spend 15 bucks to start over or should I just keep going back to my Steam version and play that? And yeah, I think that's probably no likely brainer. that it will go into the PlayStation Plus catalog eventually. Yeah, hopefully sooner than later, right? Um, I mean, it could be soon. I, I bought uh, Towerfall and two months later, it was free Yeah, for a month. So mm-hmm. I finally played that game. That game is great. Did it's you play it with sad. people? No, I... Oh, well, then that game is dumb if you don't play with people. <laughs> I just wanted to get the feel for it and try to understand it a little bit. But sure. yeah, I can totally see how fun it would be with someone else. It is the single funnest couch co-op game I've ever played in my life. And that says a lot because I've played a lot of those. I would take it over GoldenEye. I would take it over Smash Brothers. I'd take it over oh. any, any of that You just like saying couch co-op. That's what you like. I like maybe. couch co-op. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Rogue Legacy, I, you know, part of part of the the draw there is having it on a portable platform and playing it on a Vita sounds a lot of, like a real big bunch of fun to me. Um, and I right. probably will still end up doing it, but like Nicole says, if I just wait a little bit, probably end up on, uh, you know, on PlayStation Plus. I'm gonna watch for it there. Honestly, I I don't play my Vita that much at home. Yeah, you gotta take, you gotta go somewhere, right? I yeah. play, I play it in bed um, quite a bit. Just, to your wife's chagrin. No, she's what fine. I'll, she's now? reading her books or watching her. You know, she's in the middle of watching Bones right now. And oh. that shows. I love David <laughs> Boreanaz a lot. And I like Zoe Deschanel's sister. She's fine. But that show's just kind of lame. It's that good of a show. No, it's just kind of lame. I heard your rant about it on uh, Morning Stream. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It's just kind of meh. I mean, it's, it, it, it gets the job done. If you want mindless procedural cop drama, 
It's kind of right. like NCIS. You're like, how does this show stay on forever? And be, have such great ratings. It, and such great, It just, it's one of those shows that just flies underneath the radar. It mm -hmm. doesn't get terrible ratings, but it doesn't get great. It's just kind of there. I think it's, I think it's everybody who's 58 and older who are sitting at home going, when are they bringing <laughs> Columbo back? And that's, this is as close as they get. Matlock. Yeah. I want Matlock again. It's hey, not of 50, horrible. 50 it's just fine. And, yes, fifty-year-olds. Yes, right. Uh, say, uh, all right. So, not to get into your bedroom life too much. Thanks. Just, Appreciate just curious. That. Yeah. What? What? What time? How long do you spend in bed? Like, do y'all like get in there like an hour early and just kind of mill around a little bit and play video games? How long? Because I'm on the night and it's the summer, so the kids are up. Right, they're up later. Right. So they want to hang out and do stuff. So they'll want to watch, you know, Futurama reruns or whatever. And or Bob's Burgers or whatever, and we'll watch all that together. And that's I don't know. I probably I probably kill off around eleven or eleven thirty. It's when I I can't read my book anymore that's or my comics bad. or whatever. Yeah, we don't my stay mom, up that late. I'm, my mom is in her sixties, and and they literally get in bed at seven thirty. Now they don't fall asleep till like seven, ten o'clock or so. Seven thirty. But they'll yeah. I'll like I'll like go over to my mom. It's like see how she's doing. Hey mom, how you doing? Oh, we're in bed. What? It's like seven thirty. Yeah, we're just we're not going to sleep yet. We have but we have all the entertainment in the room now. We know we got. Did the, they eat at the three? I mean, when did they eat? They got the, they got the TV. They eat at, they eat at like five or six something. It's, it's no, not too sounds, crazy in that. Sounds part. like me. I mean, I'm in bed by eight <laughs> thirty. But you've got you've got your devices right. That and I have a toddler that's going to wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. Yeah, that's a bummer. Nerd yeah. parents. Plus, Mar Brian or uh, Mark's always sitting there with his wiener out, just hoping something's going to happen. <laughs> How about now? How about now? now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I really enjoy that kind of everyone settling down. I want to read my book. I want to play a game. I want to read a comic or whatever. I like that time. My biggest problem is trying to decide what to do. During that time, like I've got these all these things and they're competing for my interest. And I really mm -hmm. want to read this John Scalzi book, but I really want to finish this comic book, but I really want to play that video game. And it's always a internal mental fight with myself to pick right, which right. one I'm going to do. Um, People I, in the chat room go to bed at like 10 o'clock. Yeah, they're a bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of bunch weirdos. Of I mean, so I fall asleep about 1130, you know, get up at six. It's just my schedule. I, right, I, right. I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. Because I got the morning, morning show and all screen. that. Yeah. Yeah, the hard part is when the kids are feeling a little extra restless or Kim's up late for who knows why. And they're all just making noise and laughing at the TV or goofing around in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, go to another room and do this, you bunch of ding-dongs. <laughs> I get really super Sonic, irritated. Anyway, Sonic Jam in the chat room is trying to backpedal now. He said he meant 2 a.m. Oh, 2 a.m. Oh, I see. Right, right. That's the whatever, whatever old man jam. Whatever old man jam. So whatever. people out there think I should do this and get Rogue Legacy again just to have the portable Vita experience, then uh, let me right. know. But I, I, I don't know. It's funny because it was, it really is one of my favorite games of all time. And if I hadn't played it already a ton, I would probably just be a no brainer. But, um, you know, I just, I got, I've hit this wall and I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? So I don't know yet. It's kind of like Nicole. It's, I mean, if they told, if somebody came out tomorrow and said, hey, Nicole, the entire, uh, 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 what's it called? Freaking, what's it called? Uh, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. No, the game she loves so much. Freaking. Borderlands? Oh, uh, no, the other one. Borderlands. Fallout? Fallout. All right, they come out Fallout. tomorrow and they say the entire Fallout trilogy and all the DLC and everything is on the Vita and it's 30, mm. 39 bucks. You'd get it because you're Nicole yeah. and you love that game to the point that you would get that again. Four ninety nine, Scott. Four ninety nine. How about now? Would you get it right now? Yeah, I pay it for five. Four ninety nine for five bucks. You do yeah. it right now. Yeah, right that'll now. get you a month of EA right now. Come on. No, I don't want to do that yet. 
<laughs> not on the PlayStation. The they put Borderlands <laughs> 2 out on Vita, and I don't own that. Ooh, see, and you were you were good at one point. Remember that? You're more interested in that prequel sequel deal, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're excited about that. I oh, hate my. all the news coming out because I'm like, just don't talk about it. Just just, pres- it. just present it to me <laughs> yes. in, a, in a format in which I can play it. Um, all right, so I'll keep people informed. We'll see what we do with Rogue Legacy. Just don't know yet. Uh, tried to get into Final Fantasy. So what is this? 15? Tried to get into it? Is, is it in Final Fantasy 15? No, no, no. I'll explain. For bold titles. <laughs> what the hell is it? Where are we now with the Roman numerals? XIV. Uh, four, four, 14, I think, is the XIV, right? All right, that- fine. Isn't that 10 and then... How about they drop five? that? How about they get rid of that? Because I'm sick of Roman well, why numerals. Well, this, well, the Super Bowl stop it. I mean, come on. It's, it's a thing. So a fan who really likes this game is in AIE and they, they love Final, the Final Fantasy MMO, which is what this is, said, you really need to try it. It's so much better than the traditional Final Fantasies. You'd really like it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, great. So he gifted it to me. Totally kind. Totally nice to do that. Installed it. Uh, went to launch it. Man... It's like they took a group of developers and in 1996 trapped them in a room with no windows, doors, or contact with the outside world. And then in 2014, they let them out and said, here, make an interface for the launcher for this MMO. And all of like the username and password authentication crap and all that stuff. Go ahead and make that with all the thinking and knowledge we have in 96 you go ahead and just apply that to this project for this new game coming out in 13, 14. And that's what they did. It's really weird, weird and archaic, that launcher. Right, right. And here's the problem. It will not accept my password, even though it accepts my password. So I'm, I'm dealing right now with an open ticket with them. They're going to try to figure out what's right. going on. I've not done anything weird. I haven't been able to get into the game yet. All I know is I feel like I'm looking at somebody's old BBS, like an old BBS, Brian. <laughs> it's funky. That so what you're saying is it's like they took Brosh, Josh Brolin and put him in like a, a room somewhere and like kept him there for like 20 years and then he comes out and he made seen, this game. Is that, is that a that thing? I've not seen that movie. Is that a movie? That's that's the old boy. He didn't develop a game, but yes. I bet Nicole's seen that. You've probably seen old boy. I've been mean to see the hey, original. Yeah. Because this old boy with Josh Brolin's a remake. Oh. And I think the original is way better than the And the original one. is how old do we know? Oh, have you seen both? No, I don't. It's not. Um, it's not that old. I've had it in my Netflix uh, queue for a long, long time. Like seventies, eighties, nineties. Oh, it's a foreign film. Yeah, it's foreign. Uh, film. I see. Yeah, oh, I could better. watch a foreign film. Yeah, Brian, he's from the south. He can't do that. I can't. Two thousand three is the original. Oh, that's not that old. Well, well that's not old. I'd at watch all. that. Yeah, I'd be fine. Um, anyway, I tried to get into it. I haven't been able to play it yet, but I promise I'm gonna, and I'll I'll come back with some feelings. And I've seen <clears throat> plenty of video and streams and stuff of the in-game game i know that looks like it was made that looks like it was made today (laughs) but their launcher and their back end and their website crap and all the stuff you got to do to get or what you got to do square enix dude freaking hire somebody it's so (laughs) bad it's not good for you because i don't think you're really that interested in playing that game so when you create those barriers to entry yes like i just rather and i don't know yet if i am or not i might be thrilled about it once i play but because i'm coming to it from this neutral position yeah, it's you're right. They're throwing up walls. Good. Yeah, well, maybe not. But <laughs> I think you've said maybe. And I'm not I mean, I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy guy. So the MMO, though, is inter- that's interesting to me on the level of, hey, a guy gifted it to me. So, yeah, I'm going to play it. But right. but throwing up these weird walls and barriers for no reason is so strange to me. Like and right, I don't mean right. like it's just simple stuff like authenticate your account or 
enter your password here. Why are there, what's this other thing called the extra password, which only lets me do six characters? You never even had me enter that. Like, there's all these weird little funky things. And it just, it threw me because we're, we live in a time now where launchers are freaking cake. You know, it's yeah. easy. They patch, they launch. There's a big green button that says play. Like, it's obvious what the hell you have to do. This other thing I felt like I was, I seriously was like I was going back in time trying to track down the Doom level or the Doom demo. You know, like it was like Usenet, Brian, is what it reminded me of. <laughs> I can anyway, totally see that. Uh, so I'll keep at it, though. I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, and just waiting for a reply from those guys. Uh, also, still really enjoying my playthrough of Pixel Junk Shooter on my Vita. So I am getting some Vita play. And uh, I loved that game so much on PS3 when it came out years ago. That Using both those sticks on that PS Vita? Yeah, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just keep playing it. I love it. I've always loved it. It's one of my favorite games ever. In fact, I don't go. You, we don't have it in the news, and I don't know if you guys heard about it. But the guys behind Rust, okay, the Rust survival oh, yeah. hit stuff love with that. rocks, na- naked doodle game. <laughs> naked doodle game. They're the uh, they were they were. It's originally Gary's mod. Gary, you know, they made Gary's mod. Right, right. Anyway, they're also doing another game. It's a listen to if this doesn't sound like me. A dual stick, top down shooter. That is also kind of roguelike-ish, set in space, uh, and a lot like Pixel Junk Shooter. It's like you get, you took all the things I love and made a game out of it. So it's not right, out right. yet. They've just announced it. I don't know when it's coming. I've meant to look it up, but looking forward to that. So the so Pixel Junk once again holding me. I just there's something special about that game. There always has been for me. I love the puzzles. I love just the feeling of being in these caves. There's just something about the feel of that game that's always. Always fired on all cylinders for me. Yeah, it's totally worth playing. And that was free last month? Freebie. I can't remember now. Somewhere it was free at some point for somebody somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like it was on the PSN network. Yeah, if it it comes back free, you should totally pick it up, people. And it's totally remastered on the PS4. It looks really nice. The Vita version's like the PS3 version, which is still fine. Um, Right, right. Yeah, that's what I played. There's what I did. Brian, you spent more time in Brave Land, but not. Just the demo this time, the full game. Yeah, I went ahead. I went ahead and purchased Braveland, which is kind of unusual for me because I'm stingy with my money. So even when I play a demo, I don't. Uh, it's not easy to make me come off my money, but I did. It's uh, you know, it's that it's it's just a simple strategy based game, and it was four ninety nine. So I went and picked it up. The reason why I bought it, though, the main reason why, is because of this this little storyline they got going on. That's just so goofy, and right. uh, I I love reading these goofy little storylines, these goofy little characters, and their silly little looking selves, and reading this very serious kind of dialogue. But it's a little bit tongue in cheek too. I think I think that's probably driven me more than anything was the was the character story that's going on behind the scenes because it's really simple. It's, you can play it on a I think they got it on the iPad as well as the Android, so you don't have to get it on uh, on Steam like I did. Mm. But uh, I enjoy it on Steam because I get to. Uh, I get to record it looks my cute. stupid self. I it, love, it is, I love that you're broadcasting video. <laughs> so it is so games. much fun. Oh yeah, no, I like this game. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's real. It's super cute. Like I said last week, you get little legless characters and and uh, you kill these wolves and they're so cute and you yeah, hate to kill them. A little turn based, uh, grid based combat turn, there. Yeah, turn based strategy game. That's cool, man. I would. I wish. I wish I could. I don't. I, you can play multiplayer, but I haven't got to that point. That's what I want to do this weekend. I want to get into a little bit yeah, of. Pick uh, this up. I love games like that. I, why did I last week not know about the? Did you tell me it was turn-based strategy last week? Maybe you I, did. I I did. 
Okay. I did tell you last All week. Right. I don't know why you, you, but you was kind of like Braveland. Now I'm interested. Braveland. Four ninety nine. Get the demo if you're not if you can't separate with the four ninety nine right away. Get the demo. Oh, you know what? This is one of those uh, already on iOS and Android converted to it Steam is. deals. Ooh, it is. It is. Get it on my people, iPad. People complain about it and they go, "Why was it on Steam? Is this such a stupid Android?" I, you know, but I'm like, you know, hey, I know, why. I like. I know why like it's on Steam. Because right now, everybody's weird portable ports are on Steam. It's, it's kind of a weird <laughs> thing happening. I don't love it either because it's hard to tell what the hell's what in there. Like, I wish they would let you separate those from everything else so you could at least know where they came from. Um, right. Because a lot of times, they're kind of terrible ports. Sometimes they're fine. Like, this one looks like it's okay. Uh, well, the, three, and- three bucks on the App Store. I'm going to get this on my iPad. Yeah. And, and Battleheart was, uh, remember, it was it was on the iOS and... I I bought it on the PC too because it's just it's a fun little click game. It's not be too Battleheart. Oh, Braveheart or Battleheart? Braveheart. Braveheart. Does um, it say Battleheart? Braveheart. 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 Battleheart. Battlefart. Battle, Battle booty. Battle. <laughs> the, there will be war. Damn it! What was it, Nicole? This Battleheart. <laughs> you know what it is? Battleheart. Battle. Sorry, it's Battleheart. It Battleheart. Bra- Legacy. Braveheart is the movie yeah. with Mel Gibson in it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one where he plays? Uh, Mel Gibson is the dragon. Is that yeah? He's the dragon. That, yeah, you don't have that, that mixed right? up with another actor or movie at all. <laughs> you totally nailed it. Uh, you're right. That is on PC. I had no idea. Weird. It is. All right. So anyway. yeah, and that played that. But then the 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 next game I played. For some reason, I've been really into these simple, cute games. There's another game I'm playing. I, I downloaded the demo again. This is called Super Trench Attack, and it's just a silly. Is they say it's a Twitch based shooter, which it kind of is, but uh. It's not really. It's not really a Twitch shooter. I mean, it kind of is, but it kind of ain't. Mm. But you're you're during this. Uh, you're during. It looks like World War II. I don't ever really. I don't think they ever really say it's World War II. Are those but essentially, chasing after you. Yeah, those there's there's aliens involved. There's a there's a black army. There's a red army, and uh, and it's got this really weird dialogue that's going on. But it's it's interesting. You get you uh. You land on a beach and you gotta uh, attack uh, the other armies. Pretty straightforward, but then you gotta go to camp and you gotta get training, and it really overcomplicates really a simple game mechanic. Mm. And uh, but it it does it in a charming way. And uh, you get your commanding leader is this kind of hubba hubba girl. She's kind of hubba bubba babyish, and uh, she's uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a Sarah. Japanese. What the she hell? Does, what does that even mean? I don't know. Bubble, bubble, bubble. The bumble, bubble gum lady or what? That's right. She's 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 chewy. She's like chewy right. and gummy. Okay. But it kind of reminds me like of it's kind of got like this mix of almost like a, a 12th grade, 12th grader, not 12th grader, a 12 year old drew a bunch of uh, artwork. And uh, maybe they were influenced a little bit by anime. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of silly. But my favorite game mechanic of it, of the whole thing is you get to the boss levels and uh, it's kind of like a duck. A duck hunt game, yeah. And uh, the bad guy pops up out of, out of behind behind objects, and you have to you have to click on him real quick. And uh, I chose hard mode, and I got my butt handed to me, but it was a lot of fun. Well, but uh, it's it's only four ninety nine as well. That sounds fine. Uh, another mm. oh, another uh, ta- another tablet port. That sounds like to me. I, it probably is. Almost forgot what there's there's killer monkeys in this. Oh shit. I, I didn't mean to forget that part, but yeah, you got to kill the killer monkeys because they will stab you with knives. Brian, we would have had to have kicked you off the show forever forgetting the killer monkeys. So for forgetting the killer monkeys, I won't do that again. Don't do that again. I forgot about Morgan Freeman last year, last week. <laughs> what happened to Morgan Freeman? 
I forgot to tell you, he was at the end of South Park. Oh, he was? Oh, was he really? Actually yeah. him or them just doing him? Well, them. Yeah. <laughs> he actually decided to come into the game. That'd be amazing. No, I mean, I mean, did he voice it or did they have somebody else? I'm sure it wasn't him. Okay. That's too <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. This like is Morgan. But I can't was, even do him. Uh, well, we need a we need a Brian Ibbett right about now because he's he does the best Morgan Freeman. Well, he does an all right one. I'll give you that. Oh, um, is it you? Who does? No, no, one no. He does a good. We both try to do it. He does better than I do for sure. Zay Frank does the best one. Yeah, his is amazing. Oh my gosh, that guy's a freak of nature. Uh, all right, well that's cool. Tell us about Penis Pal Four Thousand. Oh, that's not real. I put that in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I actually thought you what was I doing? That backfired a little bit. <laughs> Oops. I, did, oh, I I added the five minute demo part. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> nice, nicely done. It fooled me. Oh my god. It blew back in my face. It's like peeing in the wind. It's all over my pants and my shoes now. Uh Nicole, tell yes. us uh so you picked up uh, Divinity Original Sin. Actually I didn't. Uh Free Rangers in the yeah, chat we got it. sent it to me. Oh, very nice. And, uh I because you had talked about it and yeah. said I probably would like it, so I added it to my wish list, and so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Good, right? uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know; it's a little slow. I'm, I'm so used to the fast pace of how Diablo moves that I feel like I'm running in sand. Yeah, I knew this would happen. Um, and well, we talked about it. Yeah, it's definitely got that old uh, Baldur's Gate kind of yeah, uh, speed to it. And you didn't like Baldur's Gate. Well, no, I did like Baldur's Gate, but I replayed it. I mean, when it first came out, I played it. Oh, yeah, played it, it and loved it then. Yeah, then yeah. I played it, re, they redid it, relaunched it, and I played it again. I'm like, oh, this feels old. Yeah, there's you're you're not wrong to feel that yeah. way. It's it's definitely a slower pace. And um, the, yeah. I did get stuck, and you helped me get past this one area. It was just was not intuitive. Like, I didn't realize you could pick up the stupid... Um, vases to oh, put yeah. on the little trigger things. Yeah, you can pick up anything. I kept trying to get my guys to stand on them. And I was like, I know there's a way, and I must have spent like 15 minutes trying to figure it out, running around everywhere. Yeah, just was a little frustrating. It's definitely like, sandboxy in the old way, which was like, oh, you're here, you are here, you are in a dungeon. You better figure it out. You know, like there's no no real handholding in this game. None. Which some people <laughs> really some. appreciate. I would actually argue that a little handholding is okay in a game because you kind of need to know the systems and. And know. I kind of don't have time. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Brian's putting Morgan Freeman up on his video. I got no time for that. Lovely. <laughs> uh, all right. So Wolfenstein: yeah. The New Order. You played that some. Oh my goodness! This is a great game. Now, out of the two, yeah. I can tell you, I'll be playing Wolfenstein. Yeah, so, I want this game. It's good. It's really good. So I feel like such a badass in it. Mm-hmm. The dual wielding guns. And I'm like, BJ Blaskowitz, ah! man. I like so the story. Hot. I like how over the top everything is. I like how just thick headed Nazis everywhere. It's just, it's really fun. I've had so many friends tell me that I will love this game. And I was like, oh, I hope, I hope my expectations aren't so high mm-hmm. that I won't enjoy it. But no, it's, it's just as awesome and crazy and, yeah, I'm loving that. That makes, like, you, that makes me happy to hear that. I knew you would. I mean, you you like a good shooter and die Nazi. It used to be. Remember when you didn't like shooters? Remember that? You used to hate yeah. shooters. Did I? That all changed. Oh yeah, you were. You did not like shooters for a long time. Mm, you I don't were. Know. You weren't into them, and then suddenly you were. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember yeah. what changed. I think it was way back in our like Modern Warfare was- two days or something. Yeah, that in resistance. 
Resistance was my first real first person shooter. Yeah. And I was horrible at it. (laughs) None of us were very good at that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always play these games though when they uh, take a particular population and wonder, I wonder if the Germans are upset by these games. Oh, yeah. It's true. Like, (laughs) the thing with the Wolfenstein games, they've always been very over the top and not, you know, they've been a little goofy. Yeah. But with a game like this, it takes a little more serious tone. Uh, not much, but a little. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think they sit around going, I can't believe they are still making fun <laughs> of the stupid war that we we lost? Well, not only that. I mean, this is in, in just about everything. We're so very, very much aware of the world now, more so than we were in the 80s. So like when Red Dawn came out, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, it's right. always been, it, it's always seemed like the U.S. has been a little... Um, sheltered i don't know (laughs) we are the center of the universe and we're going to do what we want and we're going to make these movies about all these different countries and be horrible and yeah um so it's like no people are people and then you start getting into nowadays where we're a more global economy sure so i don't know it's just i've always that's the kind of position i was think about it's a good position to, to take uh it's a good game though isn't it it's fun yeah yeah yeah. it's a great game it's fun a lot of fun lots good. of action just good old-fashioned shoot crap and run uh which yeah. never hurts anybody see if there's any deal on it and uh, you can get it on sale we'll look for a deal is there any deal is there a deal intruder oh, yes. intruder alert. oh my goodness coming in like a hawk uh, from battle or something <laughs> like that it's like uh, a bat out of hades there it is it's uh, oh, i like it <laughs> It's Dan Patrice, everybody. Dan, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? Got some good pictures of you from Nerdtacular uh, hovering over oh, people's yeah. board games and stuff. Do you see those <laughs> shots? They're great. I saw I saw the one uh, where we were playing Splendor. I haven't seen some of the other ones. I'll have to find the links. You have them. to dig through there. Was... There's some, some some good stuff. You look like an authoritative uh, figure. You know, you just s- trying to make sure everybody uh, know. You know, anybody had any questions on rules or just wants to have some fun or yeah. you, know, you don't want people standing around that just kind of look like. Well, what do we do? So I just wanted to be like, if you want to play a game, uh, you know, I'll I just pick some stuff out for people and started teaching them, and everybody yeah. had a good time. Those people are the worst. You got to give them the most crap of all. <laughs> you know, we, you know, uh, <laughs> board gamers know, you know, not unlike your friends on a Friday night when we were in high school, you just sit around going, I don't know, what do you want to play? Yeah. I don't know, I'll play anything. What do you want to play? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the worst. Still happens. <laughs> then don't totally grow out of that, I guess. Uh, well, Dan comes on the show, does it every week, and talks about tabletop gaming, what's hot, what's not, what we should get, what we should look forward to. And today, I'm told, you've got like a double-barreled shotgun, as it were. Oh, I'm psyched. All I right. am so psyched. Well, lay it on us, man. Today, two weeks from today, Gen Con, well, I'll, I'll be there. Gen Con starts t- two weeks from tomorrow, but I'll be there. And I've compiled a list of 11 games to try and 11 games to buy. But I'm not going over 11 games. I'm just going over two today. I've got one to try. And one to buy. Now, the one to try today, Nicole's really going to be pretty psyched about because it's Munchkin based. Oh, it's called Munchkin Panic. Now, there's a game called uh, Castle Panic, uh, and they've combined Castle Panic with Munchkin. Now, Castle Panic is a cooperative game where everybody's kind of in a castle. It's a it's a card game with a little bit of a board. You've got monsters that are attacking you from six different sides. Now, each round you're drawing monsters and they're kind of attacking you, and you're you're using your card play to damage the monsters and take them out. Or else they're going to come in and they're going to take out the the uh, boundaries you've got, like the walls, and then take out your castle, and then you lose. It's it's a great game for kids. You can play kids and families. You know you can uh, ten and up. It's fully cooperative. But what they've done is they've taken Munchkin and threw it in there, so it's more of uh, semi co-op because all Munchkin's all about screwing with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right, right. you just want to uh, you know if you're just going to 
mess with people in Munchkin, and Munchkin Panic is going to be mess with people trying to take down the wall. So this is going to be a good game. I'm gonna, I can't wait to demo it. I'll, hopefully, I'll get a couple good pictures of, uh, of the demo and get it up on Twitter for you guys. That's great. Um, and this will be, yeah. you're going to play that a lot at Gen Con, as far as you know? Seems like a thing that'll happen. Well, I don't know about a lot, but we're definitely going to, they're going to be showing it at Gen Con. It's not going to be released probably till either later in the year or early next year, uh, but it, they're just going to be there for demo. Wow. By the way, anyone going to Gen Con, make sure you uh, uh, nab Scott Kurtz and just bug him and say, hey, uh, I'm a Comic Corks <laughs> fan or something like that, because he needs to hear from you guys while you're there. Uh, well, that's exciting. That seems like a cool game. I would play that. I didn't know Steve Jackson Games was even working on that. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually being put out. It's kind of a co-op thing, so it's kind of being put out by Fireside Games. But yeah, they're going to be, uh, they've got their hands together. A little joint it. deal. I wonder if... Um, is John Kavalik doing the artwork? Is it new stuff? Is he it? He sure is. Yep, oh. John Kavalik's doing the artwork. That's awesome. Yep. Big, good, good uh, friend of the network. Uh, cool. So there's the one to try, or is that the one yep. to buy? That's the one to try. Now this next one to buy uh, is hopefully there. I'm trying to talk to Floodgate Games to find out if they're actually going to have it there because it's one of my most anticipated games. Now, now, have you guys ever wondered where the heck your adventurers go in, in WoW when they're done raiding Stormwind or they're done doing that? Like, I'm usually doing I'm sitting on my ass by a mailbox, I always, usually. I always think of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what they do is they go to what's called Epic Resort. Yeah. Epic Resort is a game where you take all these adventurers and they go to, like, a Caribbean resort and they just hang out. Love it. Now, what you're doing is you're making your resort. It's a deck building game with uh, some worker placement. You're making your little resort so that all the adventurers can come and hang out in your resort. But you may have to call on them from time to time too, because there's going to be monsters that want to attack the resort because you know your adventurers are having all the fun and the right. monsters want to come. It's like a, there's going to be a sewer or something where you got to go clean out the rats or whatever. Sure. So you're gonna if you uh, if you get them all well rested, you're gonna get victory points from it. But it's it's all about card play and an upgrading resort. But it looks like a ton of fun. Uh, like I said, it's from Floodgate Games. I've been talking to the designer Ben Harkins to try and see if he is for sure going to have them there. He said uh, the last I heard they're going to have some. And this is gonna be one of those games where you're gonna want to run there because I'm not sure how many they're gonna have. So you want to run to the Floodgate Games booth to grab one of these. Are they? Um, so it sounds like a tycoon game. Is it a bit like that? You know, like a, In a way, traditional it's, tycoon it's, game? It's uh, probably a smaller version of that because it's not going to be kind of like a big board. It's going to be more of a tableau because you can only have three or four attractions in the game at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to uh, build up your workers to get into those different uh, stalls or, or different uh, attractions so that you can get them more powered up and to be able to uh, keep away the monsters that attack. So it's, you're it's, trying to attract the the, uh, the adventurers and then, and then you just want to get them rested. It just strikes me as a good basis for even a video game version of an idea like this. I like it a lot. Yep. I like this meta sort of where do your characters go after they've been fighting all day <laughs> approach. I think no, that's No, I just fun. wish I could think of that theme. So, you know, for any of the designs, I, I'm pretty good at coming up with mechanics for board games, yeah. but I'm so bad about theme, like figuring out a theme to, to paste on <laughs> Theme's the tricky part, no question about it. Uh, well, that's awesome. Both those are great. Uh, give them both names again so that people have it fresh on their minds. The one to try, check out the Fireside Games booth. Uh, I haven't got a chance to look at the map to find out where they are, but they usually have a smaller booth, but they're usually towards the front. Fireside Games is Munchkin Panic. All right. Uh, with, again, with art by John Kavalik. Uh It's going to be de- demoed out there. And Epic Resort by Floodgate Games. Uh, I'm really hoping they, they've got it there. I think it's only going to be about $30, $35, probably maybe $40. A lot of times you don't get those discounts that you would get uh, when you're at the show. So it may be like $40 or something like that. Gotcha. But, uh, That's not I'm really excited. Now next year, yeah. if uh, if if it's cool, I'm not next year. Next week, I'm going to give you guys 
11 games to buy in four minutes. Whoa. Wow. Ready. That sounds great. Uh, Will my up. wallet be able to handle it? Yes. Oh, definitely not. I mean, I don't no, think my it wallet's going to be able to handle yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if any of our wallets can. Uh, one other. Now I'm excited. I mean, I get so jazzed up for all these conventions because I was a little bit of a lull after Nerdtacular. Now I'm like so jazzed. Hey, now you're back, man. You're back yeah. in full form here. I got it. Yeah, totally. I can feel it. Um, here's the other thing I would mention. Uh, Dan has uh, graciously agreed to be a guest on Current Geek this week with Tom and uh, Tom Merritt and myself. So Friday night, uh, you can get more of Dan, and uh, we'll have him on there. And I wonder if we'll have trivia questions about board games. I wonder if that'll happen. That might I couldn't happen. be any more so. frightened if I tried. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be awesome. Gavel McLeod is gonna is gonna take his wrath out. <laughs> you might. Me. You're gonna fit right in though. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's Geek Jock Blog on Twitter. Anything else before we let you go? No, we we haven't got a chance to do the uh, our Gen Con preview. So next week, once I get those top eleven, it'll be right about releasing. So, um, so yeah, that's about it for now. Uh, hopefully, get a new uh, episode out next week. And yeah. and you guys have a have a great week. I, I miss you guys. Well, we miss you too, oh, man. You too, man. <laughs> have fun in uh, Gen. Well, I guess I'll talk to you Friday. But uh, have fun yep. prepping for Gen Con. It's going to be exciting. And I can't wait to hear on the other side of that what cool stuff you have to tell us about. Appreciate it. See you, man. Bye. <laughs> Oh, man, I, can't, I can't wait to, wait till next week, man. 11? I can't right. do 11, man. It feels like he just went to Gen Con. Yeah, have, no. have we been in this segment with him for a year now? Yeah, it's a, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. no. I want to say it's only been... Has it been six months? It's been a long while. I don't know. He brings up Gen Con I, a lot. Because yeah. it's, you know, that's mecca for these for these event, for uh, board gaming. Yeah. Um, so maybe he just talks about it a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Ooh, we have headlines. I need food. Let's talk about EA's Xbox One subscription plan. This came out of nowhere. You mean the no subscription plan? Well, they... Okay, so on top of your gold membership, you uh, you would pay four ninety nine a month or twenty nine ninety nine a year, okay? And you would have access to a bunch of titles from EA specifically. Right now, those are limited to FIFA 14, Madden 25, which is their 25th anniversary of Madden game. That's the current one. Uh, I forgot the other two. Crap. Oh, Battlefield 4, and uh, there's one other. Crap. Yeah, so um, how much is this total for the year? Uh, $29.99 if you buy it for the year, $4.99 a month if you do it monthly. So double that double that if you do it slowly. It's if a, you want to play those games. No, it's a hell of a deal. There's no question about it. It's a really good deal. It's it's a lot like, say, PlayStation Plus or, I don't know, there are other things like this out there. Um, the The problem with it is, there's two. There's a couple of problems with it. And I'll say the, the main one for me isn't so much that this isn't a good deal because I actually think it's an okay value. It's that you're going to be paying this on top of your gold subscription as well. So this is not... Included in that, this is on top of that, uh, which you have to pay on uh, on the Xbox One. And it also, I think, just kind of confuses the platform a little bit. So they're going to do that. But can can Ubisoft now come in and do that? Can um, you know Activision come in and do it? And if they can, how does a consumer really know how to distinguish between them? Are they going to pay fees for everybody? Are they going to mm-hmm. just pay a month to be with one guy and then switch out to somebody else. But keeping in mind, those free games aren't free unless you're a member. Um, you get discounts and, and, and head starts on new games, but you still have to pay for those. Like it's all, it's a little, I just think it's a little markety confusy. Well, you and think, it's almost it's fractured and it feels like these, these game companies are trying to be television stations. Yeah. Like, you know, Oh, I love raunchy humor. So I'm going to watch Fox. Right. No, it is definitely <laughs> that, isn't it? 
Yeah. So, and it's not so no. much that I, I like kind of the piecemeal approach to a lot of things. I wish cable TV did this more. I wish there were other avenues of entertainment that took this approach. But um, the fact that this is only on the, the uh, Xbox One, Sony came out today and said they evaluated the EA Access subscription offering and decided that it does not, quote, bring the kind of value PlayStation customers have come to expect. That's crap. Which is a weird See, thing that's to say. Crap. Well, why do you that, say that? Why do you think that's crap? Well, that's crap just because they're about to launch their own subscription service and they don't want they don't want their customers feeling like you guys say, fractured. But I am like this is no different than sure I can get Hulu on my PlayStation right now, but I have to have a, a Hulu subscription. Yeah, guess what I just canceled, a, by the way. Yeah. Watch all this stuff. Okay, Netflix. You know, I can get the Netflix app on my PlayStation, but unless I have a subscription to yeah, that, no, 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 that I doesn't count. Access. You can get your, you can get that ecosystem on every device. Yeah. So you can get Netflix but on get, every console, right. every tablet, every screen, every TV, everything. Well, that's what EA is trying to do, but no, they're not. They allow not you if that's the case, it would be on a PC. Yeah. Not currently. They're testing the market. The same thing with all these other places. Netflix wasn't on everything when it first came out. It was on a select few. As things went along, they got a universal login where because that's what people wanted. And I think EA, of course, EA is no hero here. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, hey, I love EA. They're the best. Uh, I don't think. I think that. PlayStation's little standing up for the the end user. I think that's BS. Well, that's that's, all, that's, that's almost always BS because they have their yeah. own plan. I agree. I agree with you there. I mean, they they want to get people into their own deal. But they're saying the customer's expectation is one thing, so they know their market share. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't want to confuse the audience. Most of the the general population. They're not into the news. They're not understanding what's happening. So it's going to be very confusing for a lot of people when they roll out, oh, here's PlayStation Now and also PlayStation Plus. And now EA has this thing. EA and Access and Ubisoft <laughs> Uber Access. and It's just going to get confusing. I, that's the thing is having everybody have their own little shop in there now kind of treats the Xbox One like a almost like a Windows PC. Yeah, because right, right. here's your OS and now our, here are all your sort of subservices like you would have. Tom had this really interesting um, theory when I was on DTNS this week and it really stuck with me. He says it's based on nothing. He hasn't heard anything. He just has this gut feeling that, do you guys remember the time? And for those who've heard this, I hate to be, I'm sorry for reiterating, but I think it's important. But do you remember when uh, uh, Gabe Newell and Valve took that stance yes. of Windows 8 sucks we yes. hate it. We're going to do way more stuff with Linux and we're doing Steambox now. And they went kind of out of nowhere. They just kind of exploded on that. You remember that? Right. He right. thinks that was fallout from a deal that could not be reached between Valve and Microsoft on an exclusive Xbox One uh, Steam deal, which would have, in effect, made Xbox One's Steam boxes. That would oh. have been their platform. Now, if that's true, and again, based on nothing but speculation here, um, you could see how Microsoft would retain bits and pieces of this and make a deal with EA. But see, other right. people aren't going to be happy. About this. The other publishers aren't going to be happy about this. Like Activision is going to be like, or if you're, let's say you're an end user and you get suckered into this, you'll go, and again, I think it's a good deal. And I'm an educated gamer. I get it. I know what I'm doing. But you're going to see that and go, oh, I can get Madden for free. Oh, sweet. Here's my four bucks a month. You then the next month go, all right, well, that new Modern Warfare game's coming out. I kind of want that too. That new Call of Duty, uh, this Future of War, or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, that's, what do you mean I can't get it? 
You don't, who makes, I don't care who makes it. What? They don't have that? Well, then I have to, why am I paying you? Like, it's just confusing. We're definitely getting, uh, well, we're in a, we're in a period of, of transition and everybody wants to be the distributor because that's where you make the money. PlayStation, in this case, and Microsoft are the gatekeepers and they can determine what they want to do. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. EA wants to be, they want to be the distributor. I mean, that's where the money's at. That's yeah. where the real money is. Well, there. the real money is to Microsoft because they're going to get money from everything sold via this. Right. I mean, they're not just doing this for free. They're not just giving them free space. No. So I don't know. I honestly, I, th- I just think it's a little weird and I don't know how it will go over. I, I think EA. I don't, like that the, I don't like that the PlayStation took it off the table. I don't like that. I do. I don't want the confusion over there. I think that's totally fine. But you can decide. You don't have to get the EA. I mean, what's what? So it shows up in your app store and it's like, well, it's going to be angry at me if I don't click it. No, no you just ignore I it. I know, just- I know. No, that's true. But 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 that's because you and I understand this stuff. If you're a 16 year old kid with a with an Xbox and you don't know what the hell's oh, going they on, understand. Oh, they understand way. A 16 year old. Now, if you said grandma, grandma's got her Wii U over here. I would I might be concerned. But no, a 16 year old. Psst. They got this. Grandma and her Wii U. What are you saying about <laughs> Wii U owners? <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'm saying $96 million loss. At the last stage, all yeah. teenagers aren't aware. I'm saying the general populace doesn't care about this stuff. They don't get dig into it. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, the way that computers have made things so easy to do things, like they just get on the internet and that's it. I think, like, I think they're going to want one service and they want the same service to come from the same place. So they go to Microsoft and Microsoft gives them Xbox and Xbox should say, here is this PlayStation Plus like service or whatever you want to call this EA access like service. But it's across the board. It's for everything. Right. Yeah. And if you give them I, that, then you've got a competitive product. Then you have a product that actually does compete directly with Sony's PlayStation right. Plus program, which is doing really well right now. If they want to compete with that, or if that if that's the goal here, this is weird fragmentation that doesn't directly compete with it. So I, I don't know what they want to do. And if this subscription service for streamed old stuff from Sony works, if that thing is as rad as some people say it is in the beta, that's real. That's yeah. a huge threat. So and, this is a half measure now, at, at, right. at the most. And now launches tomorrow, right? Uh, is it is it out of beta tomorrow? I didn't know that. Or or it, it's it's. Available for everybody. It's an open beta, oh, right? Open beta, That's probably. What, open yeah. beta. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that may be true. I haven't been following it, but I, I assume so. People I, people who I've talked to have really enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's even going to be perfect. I'm not even sure I'm going to like it or want to pay for it. Right, I just, right. I like the idea that it's a platform-wide option, not a mm-hmm. one publisher and their games option. That part's oh, weird a, to me. I'm not a big fan of, you know, micropayments to different... It's a la carte. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because we complain for so long that we don't want DirecTV because we, we don't want to pay for specific channels. We want it a la carte. But now that's what, exactly what people are trying to give us. And we're like, no, we don't want the confusion. But that's give me not what this is. This is them. them. This is only EA giving you an option. This is, this is like right. CBS saying, hey, you can buy us. Uh, you just buy us. But then nobody else, you can't buy any other channels or choose between any other channels. Well, you can still buy other channels. Not no no no. Well, who what how? Well, I mean, you can you can get the PlayStation Network. I mean, you can get the PlayStation Plus. You well, don't no, that means to... you got to have a PlayStation. I'm talking about outside right. of if you can only afford one. Most people get one console and they stick with it. So right. if you get an Xbox One, their EA is your only damn choice at least right now. Right. And if let's say ten more publishers do it, 
right? You want you really want to spend five bucks on every publisher every month? I don't know, but if if my options are get a PlayStation, so suddenly my it becomes interesting because I'm like, okay, I can get a PS4, but what if I do? Am really interested in some games on EA? I'm not, but let's say I was. Then I would have to decide. I would go, okay, well, if I go with the PlayStation, I'm not going to get the EA thing, but if I go with the Xbox, I can get that and the Ubisoft Super 299. Every Assassin's Creed ever known to man, let's say that's the thing, I can choose. So now I've got a choice. Yeah. It's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a weird choice. That's all. I'm not saying choice is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm not even saying this. This may be brilliant and we're all not seeing the, the light. I don't know. I just think it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And, it and does feel weird. Maybe it's they different. Just, they want to get out ahead of it. I mean, I know what EA wants more than anything in this world is to control a platform. They don't have oh, one. Man, they want they Origin to be that. They wanted so bad to just topple Steam, and they just yeah. couldn't do it. Still can't do it, really. Um, EA's always been kind of a dick. And Origin's all right. You know, Origin's okay. It's evolved to be something that's not too bad. It's I don't mind it. But it isn't Steam. It's not right, going right. to be. So because they can't control that platform, they're trying to do it in this weird subversive subletting way where it's like, we're going to rent a portion of the platform, and I, it's weird. You know, I may have a, a a different perspective because I am listening to the console wars and they talk about all the deals that went on between EA and uh, Sega because Nintendo refused to play game with EA. And so Sega and uh, EA actually did really well. You're talking 16-bit uh, era. Yeah. yeah, 16-bit era. So, I mean, yeah. this is all coming around again and it's like I'm seeing, are they making a mistake? I don't know. Is How's it all going to turn out? It's well, back then, cool. people liked EA. They loved Madden. Right. They loved totally. NHL games. They loved the stuff Madden was doing or the games were doing. Today, they've got a serious PR problem <laughs> that really totally. sucks. And Big time for good PR or for problem. ill, you know, it's not the same environment anymore where yeah. these are just some cool developer that made this rad game you love. It's different now. Um, right, right. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll have to see, obviously. But it's, um, it's, good stuff. it's, an, odd, good it's an odd move. The evolution of video game controllers and 16 hairy armed photos. <laughs> where did you find this, dude? Uh, I was, I forget where I saw it, but I was like, oh, I was like, I saw the link. And I was like, I was totally interested because I just wanted to see the pictures. That is a hairy of, guy. Of the controller. And then I'm all, I get all in there and it's like this dude with the hairy arms, man. And I couldn't look at anything but the, the hairy arms this guy had. I think I've seen uh, his arms at like this pool, this uh, water park I went to a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's it's basically a guy, and he's and he's looking down at different controller types over the years. He doesn't cover everything. He gets a little bit of flack for not covering every controller. But it's an interesting uh, look at at the different controllers throughout the day with people actually holding them. Because a lots of times we get these, you know, these these basic pictures of the controller is just sitting there but this is actually somebody holding them in their hands something kind of magical about I, it. i like it he's also um dressing in the clothes that are popular for the time exactly um and, and he's sitting it looks like, like i couldn't tell i i really want him to go with different couches from the period too it looks like he's sitting on the same couch <laughs> yeah it's the same couch and floor and i stuff. guess that would have been too expensive but, yeah but uh, look at he's a fire hazard good lord look at his arms <laughs> <laughs> look at that don't walk near a flame dude Oof. No man, nice, it's nice pick. That's pretty good. We'll have a link to that in the uh, the show notes that Paul put together. If you want to check those out, uh, the documentary finally coming out that shows the the story behind the scenes of the Atari buried landfill games, the ET games deal. Right. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Where's that going to end up? Where's that playing? Are we going to get it on some pay per view? Are we going to get it only through 
Uh, I'll, you, probably, you know, it's probably, probably definitely be on like Steam or something like that. They've, they've done a pretty oh, good I, Wrong. Job. Incorrect. Xbox 360 Incorrect. and Xbox One only. Oh, man. That's lame. Have you watched Love Child yet? Uh, no, I, oh. I, uh, I have it on the, uh, my, my buddy's Go account, so I'm, I'm going to try to watch it tonight. How was it? I haven't had a chance to oh, see yeah. it. It's, I hear it's all, and Brian will hate it because it's all subtitles mm. and it's all in Korean. And they don't <laughs> interview the parents. Uh, they do audio from, the, from their testimony, but right. you're right. They don't directly interview the parents of the, parents at all. Who's the, who, the baby who died. Yep. Because they were playing games, the kid died while they were playing games or whatever. Right, right. Um, have you seen uh, the advertisement for Boyhood? Yeah, it looks good. It's that that twelve year span of uh, of of that that kid following that kid. Yeah, no one's ever that done family. that before. It's crazy. No, they hadn't. And but the well, the one things I, I was reading a really interesting article, and I'm trying to remember which site I saw it on, but they were talking about how video games were portrayed throughout his life because you know they did they if anything was important to that kid as he was growing up, and video games are very important and very pivotal part of his life. Well, it is, uh, it is, it's not a documentary. It's a straight up drama, but he, you're right. Like the kid would play whatever the stuff of the era was. So they started making that movie when he was 11. He's 18 now, or is he 18 by the end of the movie? That's a, that's a big chunk of your childhood. And, uh, I want to see it. No one's ever tried to do that before and do it successfully with all the same actors and cast. It's crazy. Right. Right. The fact that that kid stuck around, dude. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) The actor, I think his parents got divorced while the movie was being. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. article about it. That sucks for him. I guess I don't know. Maybe his dad was a jerk. Who knows? But it was a, it was a good. I mean, okay, what fifty percent of marriages are more end in divorce? Yeah, it was, but do you it think was, he was one of those dads? Good, that was like it was a good chance. We're ever going to see happen. any money from this damn movie? <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those guys. Where's my money? Uh, is that true? Fifty percent end in divorce. It's even greater than that in the U.S., I think. And we're freaks, my wife this, and I, I guess. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, let's see. Why video game voiceovers matter is another cool article Brian found at Backstage.com. It's advice yeah. for voice actors. I wonder if Liam's read this. It's kind of interesting. It's talking about Dinklage. Oh, Dinklage's exactly. weird destiny voice. Yeah. That was exactly what made me think about it. He's um, he's really talented, right? Great actor. I don't know if video game voiceover was the answer for him. That was maybe not a place for him because it's not, I'm going to live with it. It's fine. It's not any worse than a lot of other games, but it's not, there's nothing special going on there. Right. In fact, it's kind of weirdly strained and, and over the top. And for a guy who's so well liked for his acting skill, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the station agent. Um, Yes. I've actually, I've I've amazing movie. And it looked fantastic. Started. You should finish it. What do you not? What do you do with movies? You just start and then. No, 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 no. What <laughs> happened was like games. <laughs> right, it's a demo. That demo was, of the movie. Is this an hour like, long? Because I only want to play watch a demo of the movie. I can't. I can't do any more than a, a you know, a wee little Dinklage worth. Yeah, I can't do a whole. You gotta watch whole, it, dude. I, have I do. To, I have to wonder if the reason why I'm kind of like eh about it is because I heard the first in the alpha. I heard it in the alpha. Oh, Which affected they what hadn't, I they hadn't done all the post post stuff, yeah. yeah That's possible. I don't know. I mean, because all they changed was they added some modulation and kind of robotic stuff to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's a robot. Well, he's like a little uh, he's a ghost. floaty ghost bot thing. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Yeah, there's no spoilers. You know right away what you're doing there. You buy oh, <laughs> you buy an entire game. Their edition is called the Ghost Edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't mean ghost like ghost ghost, right? It's not, I mean, it's the idea is that there's some. It's, not Demi, it's like, like Demi Moore I'm, and Patrick Swayze. It's no. Like, 
I'm not sure how Peter Dinklage is not he's not wrapped around your dude helping you make pottery at night. I'm not sure how if it's AI or if it's an actual person. Like I'm still understanding the world. Yeah, they haven't made that very clear. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping they're going to give you kind of the history of it. That could be kind of cool that they trap in AI devices the the dead warriors of the past or something. Right. Um, Right, But she's Cortana in this. I mean, if you if there's any question that this game was made by Bungie. Then you're crazy because everything about it, the themes, the, the the feel, the everything is so so bungee. I love and I'm, the game. and I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining. I, I think that's great. But this is what they do: big giant weird object above the earth. I've done that a couple of times now. All right, the kind right. of enemy types are kind of similar to the enemy types in in the Halo games. And then you know that little robot he deals basically Cortana helping you out, going chief. I'm we need to it. do the thing, and you're okay, chief. It's like that. <laughs> Uh, Master you know, Chief. Master Chief. All right, what else we got here? Uh, oh, you want what's this game? Push me, pull me. What? What the hell is this? Have you have you seen this no, thing? What it, is it? It has it been released yet? But I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some video of it. Oh, weird. But uh, oh, yeah, I have seen this. Control, you control. You're playing. You're playing like this weird wrestling game, and you, you you've got um you got to control oh. one end end of a sports uh, monster. The little brown <laughs> one's grossing me out. Right. <laughs> It's really weird looking, but I really want to play it. And uh, I, I I linked to the video as well. And if you if yeah if you just watch that video, it's kind of no. It's kind of like you got to wrap around this ball and and keep it away from the other person. And they kind of come into your area, kind of like Tron bike style, and they kind of like can get inside. It's weird. It's weird. Competitive multiplayer deal. It is. There are clay you control, versions. You of control. You control. Right, and there's and basically you're attached like cat dog. You know, you're on and and you control one end of a. <laughs> it's weird. weird, but it's, I like it. I don't like that everyone's kind of a big, long, naked, shirtless creature. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very odd thing. Uh, all right, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's good times. All right, let's get to an email here. We got an email. Want to hear it? We got email. We do. It's uh, dear cot rain and ice hole. <laughs> I'm Michael, right? About, yeah, you are. No, you're Rain. Ryan. Okay. Okay, good. Um, about a month ago, I bit the bullet and bought myself a Nintendo 3DS XL, which I love, by the way. I like mine, too. It shows the company is still a big player in the handheld market. Absolutely. They've done just fine. If this was all they did, they'd be making bank. Now, my question to you. Could you give uh, me your top five Nintendo 3DS games so I know what's good? I trust your judgment on these things. Thanks. Oh, and hey, Nicole, give my best to Don Cheeto. Cheers, Mario Pierre Tony in Antwerp, Belgium. That's where they make the waffles. All right. I uh, wonder if ever gets it back to him. Poor guy. I I wonder if he was ever teased as a kid. I don't know. It's a good question. For me, the favorite games are this list right here I'm about to give you now. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land is amazing and highly replayable and an incredible experience. Maybe my favorite Mario game of all time. I love that game. Right, right. Uh, second would be, oh gosh, my brain just went blank. Well, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is really good on there. It's okay. That, it's, it's pretty. That it's was pretty the good. that was the whole reason why I even got a three three ds. Well, that but you know, yeah. everybody knows I'll it's a good game. game. Um, oh my brain, I can't think of any others all of a sudden. Uh, well, you played uh, the crap out of the the golf game, right? Oh yeah, you I like golf. I like Mario golf, golf a lot. I like all the Mario stuff, honestly. I, I really yeah. like Mario and Luigi's. Uh, Crap! The, their their RPG work together game, whose name I forget. Right, right, right. Oh, the it's called Mario Luigi. That's what it's called, actually, isn't no, it? No, it's Mario and Luigi oh. something something. 
or and Luigi get together dream and hang team. out. So dream team. Dream team. That's it. Dream team. You yeah, got that's it. fantastic. Uh, the the Pushmo games are downloadables. Those are really good. If you like right. puzzles, they're they're insane and really fun. Uh, the Zelda game. Huh? The witch. You know, Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Oh, duh. Yes. My favorite. That my the, the Zelda game that tied with Ocarina of Time for uh, me. Freaking. Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, two <laughs> two twin two, turd monkeys. Twin world. Two two, two worlds. Two. two. So go out right now and pick up the ten twerd <laughs> the twin turd monkeys on uh, the 3ds. What is wrong with me? I can't. This is a time of you day. I don't. It. I don't have any memory this time of day. It's that. It, that's a great game though. Fantastic game. All of the core Nintendo stuff is so good on there. You forgot it, Animal it, Crossing. Animal Crossing's good. Oh, God, New Leaf. New yeah. Leaf is good, yeah. If you don't like Animal Crossing, then don't bother. But if you already like that series or don't know about it yet, that's a great game. Um, also the also worth mentioning, it's really not straight up, but the, the Fire Emblem. Did oh, really Fire well. Emblem's I, awesome. No, 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 that one's I only good. played the demo of that, but it, it, it was pretty fun. That's a really and, good, uh, that's a great strategy game. Maybe one, one of game the I, One of the games I didn't get that I really wanted was the new Donkey Kong game. And I haven't picked that up yet. Which one? Oh, yeah, like, I heard that was good, too. Didn't yeah, play that either, though. I like the Mario Kart on there. Mario Kart. Yeah, everybody loves Mario Kart. What was it called? Luigi 8. Is it 8? Oh, 8's the, Mar- seven. Eight's the seven. Wii one. Is it just 7? Seven? 7, I think. Do they just call it straight up 7? They just call it Mario Kart. Yeah, whatever. Mario Kart really 3DS. Good. Honestly, I'm, I have not touched my 3DS in about a month, but uh, I do like I do like that machine a lot. They make, they make stuff for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's do old school. Let's right. do old school. By the way, you can send us emails, podcast at uh, finalscoreshow.com, and we'd be glad to read them right here on the show. So send them in. Final score shoe. Final score shoe. shoe. We're kicking it old school. It's time to talk about an old video game, a game from yesteryear, a game that we sometimes like, sometimes don't even know what the hell it is because Brian just sticks weird ones in here. <laughs> this one is connected to our recent film sack episode of The Return of the Killer Tomatoes. This is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, 1991, NES. I wouldn't call it classic, but it existed then. Uh, totally existed. Movie then. tie-in, right? I mean, that's the deal with this. It's totally the movie tie-in. Uh, uh, Hammond suggested that I do this because I do this occasionally. Because if there's a if there's a great film sack movie that has a video game that was tied in with it, you know, I got to play it. Yeah. And uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, the video game, is based on the cartoon during the '90s, which was actually based on the characters from Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Sans uh, George Clooney, so there's no George Clooney in this, but the the characters and you know the fuzzy tomato and all that crap, yeah. uh, that's in this one. That movie uh, sucked. The, the, the movie was yeah, it was. Don't 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 spoil it for them. Uh, they should go to Film Sack and listen should. to our great sacking of it. <laughs> no, the Film Sack episode was great. That movie we yeah. talked about blue, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a, a a very. It's just a side scrolling mess, is what this game is. Um, you, you're fighting against tomatoes, so everything's biting you about ankle height. So you got tomatoes jumping at your feet and legs. And uh, I played it for a good 15 minutes and said lots of bad words. Did you? I did. I did indeed. Uh, because you got like uh, slicks that you like slide on, and then you got like stupid boss battles that are impossible. This is one of those games that just was not well thought out. Uh, but it uh, it apparently was a tie-in, and I don't know why, because there wasn't a lot of money in this so, eh. all right. Well, there it is. Was Do you want me to play a clip from? Is this you playing it or no? Yeah, this is me playing it now on the screen. If you look at, if you see mine, but yeah, you play a little bit of music from that. This so is you, you playing it poorly, right? Eight bit era. You know the music's not bad for eight bit era. No, it's not. I'll turn that down a little. 
And that's uh, if the character you're watching now is the character that's based on uh, Jimmy. Oh, he's based Seinfeld. on Jimmy. Yeah, he's based on Jimmy. All right, let's skip that a little. Jimmy's shoes. I forgot that was Jimmy. You like Jimmy's shoes, don't you? I'm gonna skip ahead. Jimmy, Jimmy likes Elaine. All right, you're jumping over tomatoes. Jumping over tomatoes, which is all you do. You're just jumping over tomatoes. Your only, your only power is to jump over tomatoes and to stomp on tomatoes, and occasionally you can jump on a uh, a water wheel that stops water from running. This corrosive that. Yeah, right. And you pick up garbage lunch bags. Pick up lunch bags of stuff that. Oh, those are lunch bags. Okay. So yeah, it is. You know, it's it's pretty, not nonsense. Pretty basic. At all. Uh, pretty basic uh, side scroller. One of those tomatoes right. has like bat wings on it. Wow. They do. They've got they've got all the characters from the the '90s cartoon uh, involved in this, but there's no voice work or anything like that. It's just that annoying music yeah. throughout. Yeah. And. Uh, very, you know, very I gotta difficult. admit, the animation's not bad for the era. It's, so, it's, it's okay. not bad. Yeah, this is okay. It looks like the, yeah, the gameplay was what it suffered from. Yeah, this looks pretty. Of course, bad. I did. I did choose hard. Did you play it on hard? <laughs> did, I, did I? Did I fail to mention that I played it on hard? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Ooh, I just watched you jump into some green, some green goo in the sewer. Some green slime. So why didn't I turn into a tomato? Because that's what happens in the series. Whatever. Don't yeah. try to think it over too much. Yeah, this looks like poo. Um, but anyway, there it is. It it's your Attack yeah. of the Killer Tomatoes, NES 1991, in stores now. Nice job there, Brian. Thank uh, you. Nicole and I will run right out and get it. Not. I, I, Not. Got the, I, got the, I got the ROM. All you need is JNES, which is the emulator. And I'll send the ROM right over. All right. Well, let me know. Get right on it. Uh, Nicole, let's leave. And before we do, let's have you say anything you want to about what you got going on. You got anything cool happening right now? I got a new Nerd Parents coming up. Uh, tomorrow, oh, heard, in fact. I heard Eric was on that again. Yeah. Eric Mahler, I like him. Yeah, right. Eric Mahler. He's one of my regulars. Mm. Uh, we had uh, Kim Price from Lee's Elite on. Uh, oh, I love her. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's she's going to be a grandmother soon. What? what? I know. She's far too young to be a grandmother. But yeah, yeah that's she has... not right. <laughs> that's cute. Nerd grandparents. You're going to be a boy or a girl, do we know? A uh, girl. Oh, all right. Well, there oh. it is. So, yeah. Uh, check it out, and also ladiesofleet.com. Of course, ladies. Brian, anything from you? Comics Coast to Coast, what's going on over there? Hey, Comics Coast to Coast, this past week we did our Saturday morning special, and everybody seemed to really enjoy that. We talked a little bit about all the Saturday morning cartoons we enjoyed from the 70s, 80s, and to the 90s when Nickelodeon destroyed everything. No, I'm just kidding. I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> but uh, we talked about our childhood rem- uh, memories of, of you know cereal and the crap we ate, and it was just a good time. That's great. We're back to interviews. We're back to interviews tomorrow night. We'll be uh, we'll be still here. Tomorrow. Damn it. Yeah, still here. <laughs> still, still here. Still happening. Uh, by the way, I really like the use of the video thing you're doing. That's cool. We should do that for now. Oh yeah, yeah. I like it. I it think awesome. I think it worked out well. Um, real quick, there's a lot going on in and around my world. But if you want to get the latest, just follow me on uh, Twitter at Scott Johnson. I launched a news, a gaming news thing. It will happen twice a week, kind of as a, a sort of a companion piece to this show but it'll sort of run independently. You can subscribe to it separately. And it just run downs, runs down kind of the hot stories of that day or of that uh, those couple days in between episodes. If you guys want to go check that out, you can. Go to frogpants.com slash boop, B-O-O-P. I was about to say, what's it called? Boop. B-O-O-P. Boop. That's the name of the show. Boop. Like, you know, wait, video wait, game sound. I'm, boop. I tried to subscribe and I got poop. That's not <laughs> you right. You need to go to boop. <laughs> there is no slash poop that I know of on the site. <laughs> 
Uh, there's an iTunes link, of course. There's an RSS feed. There's SoundCloud links and all that stuff. So go check that out if you are at all interested in that. I think you'll like it. Uh, and I use a lot of uh, Rob Gaber's music on there, which I'm thrilled that he. Oh, is that Rob Gaber's? I thought maybe you had did a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Allen at the beginning. Oh, no, that, that's that him. Happening? That's all him, and he's just a talented bastard. That's all from his album "Music from a 1950s Video Game," which was one of my favorite records he ever did. Right, and right. Uh, he's given me the the green light to use that stuff, and it's it's awesome. So go check it out at uh, frogpants.com/boop. That's B O O P. All right, all the gaming news that you can use. That's all you can use. That's right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Podcast finalscoreshow.com is our email. Finalscoreshow.com is our web address. You can also go to uh, Twitter and find us at TFS Show for the show. Scott Johnson for me, the Brian Dunaway for Brian, and Nicole's back for Nicole. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Nicole, and for Brian. We'll see you next time. Bye, Brian. Howdy. Hey, guys. Welcome to the first ever segment of The College Gamers. Woo! I'm Mike. And I'm Cammie. And in this segment, we'll be exploring the under $10 side of Steam, weeding out the good games from the bad. That's right. And this week, we're going to be talking about a game called 140 that we both played and we found very exciting. The music of the game is a major mechanic because things happen in the game according to the beat of the music. Rhythm is very important. So if you've played a musical instrument, it's going to be to your advantage. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. It won the Indie Game Festival 2013 Excellence in Audio Award. Woo! That's awesome. It's also a very colorful game. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's really colorful. It's a really smooth game overall. It took me about two hours to beat the three stages. One of the issues I had is that it doesn't save between stages. Yeah, so that's really annoying. It's not a very pick up and play. You have to finish it all at once or else, you know, you don't save any of it. Yeah, like if you if you fight your way all the way to the boss and then you get stuck and you want to come back later, you, you can't. can't. <laughs> you're going to go through the whole stage again. Uh, and, and with the bosses, the bosses were really fun, incredibly challenging. We were a little unprepared, honestly. I, yeah, I felt unprepared for the bosses. The, yeah. s- the rest of the stage was easy. I kind of blew through it. There were one or two parts in the stage. That, <laughs> and then the bosses were like, not today. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were pretty challenging, I yeah. found. But anyway, it's a really fun game. So how much is it? It is four ninety nine on Steam. Awesome. It's for PC, Mac, and Linux, I seriously recommend y'all pick it up. It's a lot of fun. If you like good in-game music, I seriously recommend this one. Yeah, we wanted to stay on the menu. Anyway, uh, my rating's overall uh, 8. Yeah, I give it an 8, too. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Bye, you guys. Catch y'all later. Enjoy it. This is the Indie Investigation Podcast with your host, James Bartholomew. This week on Indie Investigations, we're going to be talking about Neon Excesses. Releasing on August 22nd on Steam Early Access, Neon Excesses is a cyberspace-based first-person shooter where you control a spaceship flying through the information superhighway. This spaceship, or to be completely honest, a data packet, is equipped with weapons and engines, all of which are named after computer networking terms such as malware and virus scanners, but you're totally able to customize everything on your ship, placement of weapons, uh, how it works, everything like that. You're thinking, cool, I can customize my character in most RPGs. Well, you can, but in Neon Excesses and like a sparse other few RPGs, you can customize your, your ship's 
goals and aims. You can be a trader, you can be a mercenary. It's really cool. But what really makes Neon Excesses fantastic is that everything is lootable. If you destroy an enemy, you can collect everything he was using. This is different to RPGs such as WoW, where you have loot tables where you pick a set objects off of. You can pick anything you want in Neon Excesses, and it's pretty cool. As well as this, each enemy has its own randomly generated AI, meaning you can't figure out a way to beat all of one class of enemy, and this majorly helps to keep the challenge fresh. Neon Excesses looks and plays very smoothly, but it does come with one major drawback. It has a massive learning curve. You can jump into the game blindly, and I did, but you won't get the full impact of the game without investing a lot of time into learning how it works. Once you've invested that time, however, it's well, well, well worth it. Neon Excess is set to release on Steam Early Access on the 22nd of August. I know that some people don't really like Early Access. What might make you a little warmer towards the idea of that is that it will be fully feature complete for the first 30 levels. If you can't wait that long, it's already got an alpha which is accessible on Desura. If you're looking for a cool sci-fi themed shooter or are looking for a game similar to Descent with the responsiveness of Quake, I highly recommend looking at this. I am Atiagavos on Twitter. You can find more of this content at www.initiativecheck.com. This is a small segment of Indie Investigations, a podcast that interviews indie game devs about their development process and what it's like to make a game. All of my music is written and performed by Johnny Feisty. You can email indieinvestigations at gmail.com if you have anything you'd like to add or ask, or a game you'd like me to look at. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.